a new cam girl is taking the world by storm. The twist? She doesn't exist. And then we travel to Zanzibar to cover the most dangerous story that we've ever covered on this show. Because after listening to this episode, you will have to believe in the butt sex demon or it's coming for you. Today on Dead Rabbit Radio. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Dead Rabbit Radio. I'm your host, Jason Carpenter. I'm having a great day. I hope you guys are having a great day too. I hope you guys had a great weekend. My weekend was so-so. It was so-so. You know, I talk a lot of times about me having three jobs. Well, the robot revolution came for me and I lost one of those jobs. Now, it was something that I had seen coming for about two years. And the job was slowly getting more and more automated to, at a certain point, it was unfeasible for me to stay there. It was, you think you can hear it in my voice, it was my favorite job I had ever had in my life. It was a dumb job, a lot of people thought it was stupid, but for me, it was my favorite job ever. But it just doesn't exist anymore. So, anyways, on that note... (laughs) Let's go ahead and talk about some exciting things other than that. Uh, Let's go ahead and talk about my newest Patreon supporter. Thank you very much, Zach Collins. Zach Collins, thank you for supporting the Patreon. Now, when you support the Patreon, it really, really helps out the show. But if you can't support the Patreon, that's fine too. Just help get the word out about the show. Uh, I have flyers you can print out at deadrabbit.com, hand those out, stuff like that. Or leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts. All those things help. But I really appreciate Zach Collins. Support, and all of my Patreon support, not just Zach's. But Zach is going to start us off in this episode. Now, normally I throw the Patreon dude or gal my keys and say, take us somewhere. But we're going to Zach Collins' place today. So he's like, damn it, Jason. So we're all going to go to his house. We're stomping. Make sure to extra stomp on those flowers. He's like, dude, I live in an apartment. It doesn't matter. Stomp on any flowers in the neighborhood. And we're all going to cram into his bedroom. Now... Zach Collins is sitting there, and he's on the computer when we all bust through the door. And he's like, ah, hey, Zach, what's going on? Thanks for supporting the show. He's like, ah, my pleasure. Um, what are you doing here? Well, we're here. I push him out of the way. We're here. Let me use your laptop. Do, 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 do. We're here to check out Project Melody. Do, do, ba, do, boop, boop, boop. <laughs> That's not a theme song. That's me still typing. It's oddly musical. And we go to a website which I had vaguely been aware of, but just recently visited. It's a headache-inducing website known as, even though it's pronouncing it's hard, Chatterbait. Chatterbait? Chatterbait. It's not like, it's not like chattering your teeth. It's like chat. I don't, I don't get it, bro. Like, I get the bait part is like, master chatterbait? It doesn't make sense. But anyways... Chatterbait is a website, it's full of cam girls, and a cam girl is pretty self-explanatory, it's a woman who takes her clothes off for money live. You're like, Jason, a bunch of women take their clothes off for money? They do it on cam, they do it live. So now we're all gathered around Zach's laptop, and we're on Chatterbait, and I pull up Project Melody. And it is a live, not pre-recorded, animated girl dancing. She has like a sci-fi suit on. And she has, like, black tape over her boobs, and she's dancing. And they're like, what, Jason, seriously? Like, okay, so we're basically watching hentai now on on a podcast, oddly enough. And I go, no, 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 it's more than that. It's more than that. So she's dancing, and then she starts talking. And she's responding to the people who are leaving her tips. And 
So a tip is 10 cents. And so 100 tips would be, you don't have 100 tips would be a dollar. And when you tip a girl, you can like tell her what to do, kind of like in real life, like a waitress. But also, apparently some of these models are, because most of them are real, okay? I'm kind of going about this in the wrong way, because I feel most of you people know what chatterbait is, but I think some of you don't, and you're like, whoa, 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 slow down. Tips? There's a bunch of, are they all CGI? No, no, no. This is the first CGI cam girl. This is the first computer graphic girl who you can interact with live. Now, you leave tips, and she'll be like, thank you, Jason. Thank you so much. You want to see me keep shaking my boobies? Give me more money. <laughs> She's a little more subtle than that. But that is, that's what we know the exchange is, right? And you go, Jason, didn't you say you didn't know a lot about Chatterbait? You liar. Hold on. Back in the 90s, I did go to these type of websites, okay? I just don't know about this one. So I know how they work. Because when they first came out, it was like awesome. I can pull up. Some girl in Idaho that I would never, ever meet before, I can pay her money to take her clothes off. That's kind of, okay, it's kind of dirty, right? It's kind of filthy. But at the time, you got to look about how back then it was different. It was a novel use of technology. Now it's dirty, gross, black. But back then, it was fine. So anyways, Project Melody, it's this anime girl named Melody. You tip her money, and she starts taking her clothes off. But it's, it's a, she's animated, right? So how much money is she making? Well, her Patreon, which, a little secret, she's not supposed to have a Patreon, but her Patreon's bringing minimum $10,000 a month. She's been active only since July 2019. And she's really only started doing stuff recently. Like, her YouTube accounts and everything went live July 2019. But she's started posting videos and Twitters and stuff like that more recently than that. But even from July to now, to have make $10,000 a month on Patreon alone is huge. She, When I started researching the story, when I went to Chatterbait, she had 1,400 followers. And that was a week ago. Maybe nine days ago. Now she has 48,000 followers. So she's definitely exploding. People donate money to this woman, this fictional woman. And here's the twist. When you tip on Chatterbait... The money activates a sex toy that the model has on her or in her, right? And so you want to tip higher so the machine, the toy, like, affects them more? This is pre, this is post-1990 technology. I don't understand this at all. But I'm totally boomer when it comes to uh, internet sex toys. She, apparently, you tip money. So I'll tip her five bucks and she'll go, uh, uh. And then, like, they have an orgasm or, or something, right? So, but what doesn't make sense is she's not real, right? She's not real. It's just a voice. It's a, it's a voice of someone interacting with you. You tip five bucks, and then someone goes, uh, uh, thanks for the tip. It's not, it is a real person. This is what makes this whole thing super bizarre. So, animated CGI girl dancing around with her own backstory. She apparently, according to her about me, she's 30. Wait, no, she's not. She's 3D. There's a difference between the two things. I think everyone's 3D. Here's her backstory. A year ago, I was basic software, responsible for cleaning up files on a PC. Life was pretty normal until I opened a suspicious email. Instantly, my code got corrupted by a freaky porn virus. Like being hit by lightning. 
I woke up and I was thirsty. I wanted to get a hold of everything squishy and wet. So I imagine she went to the swamp and was like grabbing frogs. I don't know what else that could apply to. And then anyways, it goes on to talk about how horny she became. And now she's like hacked chatterbait or something like that. I like this because, again, I don't go to cam... I haven't been to a cam girl site since the 90s. But I can't imagine most of them have origin stories. They're like, a little bit about me. First off, I'm 3D. (laughs) Secondly... What would be your origin story, really? What, but anyway, so this, at least she has an origin story. That's worth a couple tips, right? So what this is, it is a real woman wearing a motion capture suit somewhere. I'm going to assume Germany. She's wearing a motion capture suit, and she moves, and then she talks, and then what we see is a cartoon version of a woman moving and talking. And she's making tens of thousands of dollars a month. And probably hundreds of dollars a day with her. She does two performances a day. So that's why she does have this sex toy that's being activated. Now, I'm going to be honest. The sex toy is probably sitting on her dresser. And whenever she sees a tip comes through, she just goes, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I'll tell you this right now. I'm not an expert of the female body. But what they hate the most is starting and stopping. So if you're just giving them, if every five minutes you're getting a tip, that's not. Oh, and and she had an orgasm at the end of this session that I was watching. Because I did have to watch it for research purposes. I'm sure she ends everyone with, it's totally fake. Why would you trust a cartoon woman? Why would you trust her orgasm? Right? Because I'm already a little iffy on any of their orgasms. I'm always suspicious afterwards, just laying there, and I'm like, hmm. Now, luckily, I really don't care either way. I just go to sleep. But I'm still suspicious of them. If they have them, they have them. If they don't, they don't. I have no control over that, right? That's on them. So, I don't... Whatever. (laughs) Now we're just sitting in Zach's dark bedroom, and you guys are like, come on, Jason. You're a horrible person. Maybe, that may be true, and I close the laptop. But apparently, she's getting a ton of hate from other cam girls. Now, there's a couple interesting things about the story. One, this is brand new. This type of technology is has been around, but it being utilized in this way, commercially, is brand new. Two, this was actually kind of a hard story to research. I, the, the information was pretty visible, it was pretty out there, but there have been no thought pieces written about this. I was expect when I heard about this, I was expecting we'd find articles on BuzzFeed and HuffPo and all this other stuff, you know, kind of right below the mainstream media talking about how horrible this was for society. Nobody's talking about this yet. This is so brand new. And eventually you'll see stuff on CNN about how it's bad, how it's putting other cam girls out of work, because that's a big complaint. She is right now, when she's live, one of the top, if not the top, cam girl model. And they're saying, she's not even real. I got bills to pay. But the thing is, she is real. It's just a person in a suit. And really, the way that I look at this whole thing, people go, this is ridiculous. It's a woman dancing around as a cartoon character. First off, I'll say this. In all my experiences with women, I've never seen a woman buffer, which I saw tonight. And I've never seen a woman pixelate, which I saw tonight as well. So there are some novel things going on with this. Not necessarily good novel. But you can, cam girls are complaining about this. There'll eventually be a bunch of thought pieces about how this is devastating towards women. These are unrealistic body proportions, stuff like that. Here's my two cents on this, which I know you've been waiting for the whole time. This is no different and may actually be the evolution of makeup. What's the difference between a woman wearing a suit that turns her into an animated character that some people would find to be the perfect ideal woman 
and a woman using an Instagram filter, or a woman slathering $4,000 of makeup on her before she goes off to the movie set. There's no difference. I think that this actually is a canary in the coal mine. Is that the right thing? I think this is actually a pigeon on your porch. I think this might actually be where we're seeing this to go, because I've seen photo after photo after photo of women who look completely different because their Instagram filter... And I didn't know what Instagram filters were at first, so I'm like, why do women all of a sudden look super smooth? Is this a new genetic, or am I slowly being replaced, me and my grizzled old people? No, it's Instagram filter. So yes, I am that old. <laughs> I'm looking at these pictures I'm like, what? Where are, the, where are the creases? They all look like Odo from Deep Space Nine. I think this is the evolution of that. I think me, we may get to a point where when I'm talking to, a, when I'm like 60 and I'm talking to a girl online, talking to that girl in Idaho, and I'm paying her money to close off, she's completely CGI. We, it may be live action deep fakes. So everyone is basically who they are ideally. And you would fall in love with the personality and then you'd see them in person and be like, ugh, but I'm here, so might as well. This may be the next step in makeup. But anyway, so there we go. Project Melody. Is it a flash in the pan or is it a pigeon on a porch? Is it going to let us know where the future is headed? And feel free to use pigeon on the porch. Actually, I encourage you guys to use, I think that's a pigeon on the porch. Meaning, I think this shows the future. What pigeon porches have to do with anything? Let's go ahead and move on. Now, because we invaded Zach's house, we're actually now going to give him the keys to the carpenter copter. Throw him in the air. He catches him. The lightning strikes his hand. Now, <laughs> metal is fused to his fist, but it's okay. We can still start the helicopter. So, Zach is flying us to Zanzibar. Zanzibar is a little set of islands. So it's off the coast of Africa. And for 200 years, it was ruled by Arab sheiks. They were taking the locals. They were selling them to slavery. Totally sucked. In 1964, people go, let's have a revolution. And they did. And it was successful. And everything was fine. For one year, 1965, there's a guy in his house. He's sleeping. <laughs> Apparently, he's one of the three stooges. And something breaks into his house. What was that? And he sees a man walking towards him. What? Carl, is that you? Huh? What? Can't, can't really see you. You're, you're encased in darkness. But as Carl, not Carl, gets closer to him, all of a sudden he begins to shift and turn. Eventually becoming a monster with one giant eyeball in the middle of its face. And at that point, its wings flare up in the dark room. And even in the pitch darkness of this dude's house, a shadow even darker than night appears. And it looks like a giant bat wing. The creature attacks the man. Uh, get up, Carl! No, why are you doing this? Uh! Next morning, dude walks out of his house. Walks into the middle of the street, looking from side to side, terrified. Walks into a local, I don't know, supermarket. Ding, ding! Walks in. Gets over to the intercom. Uh, his voice echoes over the store's loudspeaker system. Uh, last night thing banged me in the butthole. Everyone's like, what? He walks out, terrified, but he was safe now. The Popo Bawa. Popo Bawa. Means bat wing. 
And it doesn't have bat wings, it has wings. But when it unfurls its wings, a giant shadow appears behind it. The image of a bat. Basically Batman, but you don't want to see this guy You're at all. The worst bat signal possible. Because what this dude does is so sinister that it almost defies expectation. This is the stratagem of the Popobawa. He breaks in your house. He rapes you in the butt. And then, depending on his mood, really, he will then go from room to room and rape everyone else in the butt. It doesn't matter who they are. Grandma, raped in the butt. Doesn't matter. Okay, everyone's getting raped in the butt. Or, now that's scary. Imagine you're in bed, you get assaulted by a, a monster, and then you hear it going to the next room. Right where your brother sleep. Now, you might think that's kind of funny, because you don't really like your brother. But, you know, it's just, you have to hear it. Now, that's creepy. But then, sometimes it's worse, because sometimes he'll do you in the butt on night one, and then a couple nights will pass and nothing happens, and then he comes back and does your wife in the butt. So, pick your poison, basically. Now, sometimes he just goes in your house and, and only rapes one person anally, which would suck if you were that guy. Now, you go, Jason, are you really going to chuckle for the rest of this episode about people being raped in the butt? I'm going to try not to. I just find the idea that this myth exists in the first place. And we are just scratching the surface. We're just, it's just the tip right now in the butthole of the truth. This gets so bizarre. So, he's breaking into people's houses. Come one, come all, doesn't matter. Sometimes he'll just do you. Sometimes he'll do your uncle that just happened to be spending the night that night. Hey, Jason, you mind if I crash on the couch? Yeah, sure, bro. The house is your feel welcome. Make it your own. Oh, this place is... <gasps> it's a shapeshifter. So sometimes it's a cat, it's a dog, it's a cow, it's a human. It doesn't matter. It will shift into this one-eyed winged creature and start banging you at some point. There's a lot of times I love these cryptids because there's like, how do you stop them? And it's like, oh, if you take the hair of a dog and you put it between the gap in your teeth and suckle it, then the demon won't come that night, or whatever odd stuff. Punch a dude in the stomach eight times, and then you'll be fine for the next 30 minutes. Whatever weird... This guy's defense, the way to stop the Popobawa from getting you, is to stand guard outside your house all night. So houses would have to rotate guard. Well, little Jimmy, it's your... I have school tomorrow. Nope, you gotta stay up all night long, because otherwise this ghost is gonna come in, and it's gonna get my butthole. So... You can do homework on the porch. You can be the pigeon on the porch, Jimmy. Oh, man. Luckily, the kid was into astronomy, though, so he just watched the stars. But that's it. That's basically the defense you have against just a human burglar. There's no fun way. Oh, sprinkle gold dust. Then it will stop to pick up each piece of gold. No, it's just stay outside and make sure you don't get raped tonight. That is the defense mechanism against a flying shapeshifter. And again, then he could just show up and be like, hey, Jimmy, why don't you let me inside? And they're like, Dad, I thought you were already sleeping. No, I crawled out the window and then I like came here. And then I, I developed the ability to make a shadow of a bat wing behind me. But trust me, let me in. Oh, okay, Dad. So it's a shapeshifter. It's going to trick its way in. Technically, it could just become like a mite or a tick or something, and they just like scuttle on inside. But anyway, so the Popobawa walks around. That's his main attack, is just banging you in the butthole. Oddly specific. Some more interesting stuff about this. Very, very recent cryptid. This cryptid did not exist before 1965. There was a couple sightings back then, a couple attacks back then. And then more attacks in the 1970s, and then a ton of attack in, like, the 90s. Hundreds of attacks in the 90s. This small nation of Zanzibar attacks in 2000. 
Attacks in 2007. It's like Jeepers Creepers, but less homoerotic. Super bizarre. It's set to a schedule. So that makes people go. Not everyone believes in the Popobawa, and I'm sure they've learned their lesson now. I believe in the Popobawa, but we'll get to that in a second. They be- This is the thing. They believe that it's tied to political strife. There's a couple origins of why this creature exists. Let's assume that it's not real for a second. Some people believe it's born from a cultural memory of the horrors of slavery. It's basically the horrors of slavery have now passed, but people still have nightmares about it. Definitely could be an element to it. We've seen that when I did an episode about Freddy Krueger being based on a true story. It's That is a true story. It was in the LA Times. You had people coming out of the death camps of Laos in Cambodia. And they were having these horrible... You ha- it, be, Being enslaved and being tortured and things like that will affect your psyche. And if you do it for 200 years, you're going to have some messed up dreams. Other people, speaking of that, skeptics believe this is just a Zanzibarian version of the hag of the sleep paralysis. And they're like, it's just sleep paralysis. I don't... I, I don't remember the last time I read a story about some Irish dude and the hag showing up and sitting on his chest, and then him feeling a thumb in his butthole. Like, I don't buy the sleep paralysis thing. Because sleep paralysis, the thing is you're not moving, right? You're like, uh, I feel a heavy weight on my chest. Not, I feel a heavy weight on my chest and pressure between my butt cheeks. So, I don't really buy that. But anyways, the locals don't buy it either. Locals go, and it has nothing to do with cultural memory. It has nothing to do with this hag sleep paralysis. That's stupid. These are the local theories, and I love these. The first one is slightly reasonable. There was an Arab sheik who got really mad. So the things popped up the year after the revolution. This Arab sheik got really, really mad. He didn't like the fact that the revolution was over. The Arabs had been pushed out of the country. There's Some of them are still living there, but they no longer control the country. This Arab sheik was like, oh, I'll get them. So he creates a jinn. Smokeless flame. A demon in a bottle. And he goes, go out. And bring misery to the people. Yes, master. And then he like forget, he forgets the bottle. He does something. He loses track of it. He he's like, oh man, I'm so thirsty. There's no glasses here. He pours water. Glug, glug, glug. He's like, uh oh, the gin. I've been free. And also now I sound like a 1980s cartoon villain. <laughs> Time to rape. Floats off into the village. Some people believe that origin story. That origin story is at least plausible because these next two are just downright hilarious. So in Zanzibar, two guys are having lunch, right? The upcoming election. Election's coming up. Drinking coffee at a little side. And they go, you know, who are you voting for? The guy's like, oh, you know what? I think I'm going to vote for the party that's run Zanzibar since 1965. The ruling party. Oh, really? You want to vote for them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they're doing a pretty good job. You know, trains run on time and all that. It is the Chama Cha... Mapanuzi political party. The guy says drinking coffee. He's like, yeah, yeah, I know who they are. You don't have to say it. But I'm. he's like, I'm saying it for anyone who may be listening. Looks around the coffee shop. The Chama Cha Mapanuzi party. Drinking more coffee. You're really voting for them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I think, you know, the economy's good. And they're kind of, you know, doing a bunch of stuff. But he goes, yeah, I'd vote for them. But, you know, the whole rape demon thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, the rape demon thing. You know, a lot of detractors will bring up the fact that they summoned a rape demon to attack their constituents. But I personally believe that I can look past that. I can look I can look past the rapes and I can look past the demonic forces trolling the neighborhoods. I think we'll be fine. So... You know how I said it rolls in cycles, like they had the one in 1965 and then in the 70s? 
People believe, outsiders believe, but the people in Zanzibar say, no, 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 this thing is not tied to this. But outsiders have said, it seems to pop up this the attack spike during elections. So there does seem, even locally, they may say it's not tied to elections, but even locally they have these myths that it is tied to politics in some way. Now, Republican, Democrat, people, it, it, it's very divisive in America right now. Republicans, Democrats, America, you know, is in the midst of an election. It's politics all the time, all the time, all the time. This is a new pigeon on the porch. People can say Hillary Clinton murders a bunch of people and she eats babies. People can say that Donald Trump is the Antichrist and he's fooling Christians into worshiping him and he's doing all this stuff in the Middle East to build up his new temple. But as long as neither side accuses the other of summoning rape demons to fly through downtown Michigan attacking people, I think we'll be okay. This is a pigeon on a porch. If we get to that point, or a canary in the coal mine. Actually, this is a literal canary in the coal mine. If we get to that point, then we're in deep, deep trouble. If I'm watching CNN and they're talking about people complaining about the rape demons and they were funded by the Department of Homeland Security, now we've gone to a point of no return. But other than that, we're fine. That's not even the weirdest conspiracy theory regarding these things. So, okay, and to be fair, that's pretty weird, right? Because what political party, imagine every debate. My candidate, I'm doing the best. I'm I'm Ted Kennedy all of a sudden. I'm doing awesome stuff. Yeah, but what about the rape demons? No more talk. I'm tired of hearing about the damn rape demons. Like, how, how would you go about defeating that? That would be every debate. But the weirdest version of this is that it's not a demon at all. It's not a djinn that got free. It's not the political party sitting around being like, hmm, how can we get more votes? Not this way, but we're going to do it anyways. The first president of Zanzibar was this dude named Abid Karumi. He was an established politician who fled the country at one point, and then when the revolution happened, they invited him back to become president. He was assassinated a couple months later, and then a couple months after that, a guy sleeping in his house. And a dude with one eye walks in and anally violates him. So, people assume, people have come to the conclusion that this the first president of Zanzibar to get back on the people who assassinated him is now a one-eyed, butthole-loving monster who for the past, what, now 50 years, just banging people in the butt. And again, here's the thing, okay? People, okay... How, okay, you may hate Donald Trump or you may hate President Barack Obama, but if something unfortunate happened to them and they passed away, would you at all ever entertain the fact, uh oh, this guy's going to start raping people in the butt? Like, you may disagree with their policies, you may hate them as a human being, but I don't think you're going to think, lock the doors and you stay up all night. Something's coming for us, right? And those are controversial presidents. This dude was just like the first president. This would be the equivalent of people complaining about George Washington attacking you in your sleep. What I'm saying is that this guy, they must have hated this dude's guts. They must have hated this guy's guts for this for this rumor to gain even an inch of traction or six inches of traction. They must have hated this dude's guts because if someone came up to me and said, "Did you know that?" Abraham Lincoln is his ghost. If you go to the Lincoln room, he'll end up, you know, like putting it in your mouth while you're sleeping. First off, first off, I'd want proof. Not me going there. 
I'd bring someone else and be like, hey, got tickets to the Lincoln Room. Apparently, I know the president. But my first thing, like, show me proof. You wouldn't be able to. You're like, look at this top hat he gave me. I'm like, oh, that is kind of interesting. But I want to believe, because he's a pretty, like, well-liked dude. If someone started spreading rumors about Mr. Rogers flowing around, I think you get it. I I don't even want to go into the idea of Mr. Rogers banging people in the butt. What I'm saying is that you have to be a pretty crummy president, and probably also not of. I don't know much about this dude other than his Wikipedia page, but if someone started a rumor about most people that when they die, they're going to start banging dudes in the butt, or women, it doesn't matter. Um, I'm just a dude, so I'm a, little, I'm a little more concerned about that part. I'd be like, what? Now that guy was cool, man. He's, he's not going to be banging dudes in the butt. If somebody told me that Attila the Hun was like, oh, oh, oh now the world's buttholes are mine, I'd be like, yeah, that's, pro- that's kind of likely. Uh. But, like, just some random dude, so I'm assuming this president sucked, is what I'm saying. And I gotta end it with this, because you're laughing, you're laughing, my remaining two listeners. Oh, this is ridiculous. Jason found some bizarre cryptid. Ah, this is so funny. Do not talk like that. You must, you must, you don't have to worship it, but you must acknowledge the existence of the Pope of Bawa because the one thing that makes it more mad than any, oh, and I didn't say this earlier, the guy in the supermarket, it makes you tell people that you got raped. That wasn't just some bit I did. I just didn't make the guy go to the supermarket. I'm glad I remember to say this part. Otherwise, that would have made no sense. He rapes you. And then makes you tell everyone in town you got raped. If you don't, he comes back and does it worse the next night. And I'm sure someone found that out real fast. And they're like, I'm not going to tell anyone. And then he came back. And then not only did he tell people, he told everyone, dude, and when he tells you to tell people, tell people. Because it gets worse. So... This creature comes, it bangs you, and then says, tell everyone that a Papa Bawa came by. Tell him my name. He is basically Batman, but he doesn't fight criminals. He fights everybody, and he doesn't fight him. He has butt sex with him. But you have to tell people that you got attacked. Otherwise, he'll attack you again. And if you don't believe in him, once you know him, once you've heard the name Popobawa, you must believe in him. Or he will come, and he will have butt sex with you tonight. The Popobawa, if you don't believe in it, will attack you. Once you know of its existence, if you doubt it, it will attack you. Listening to this episode has opened you up to an assault from the Popobawa. It will come for you unless you believe. It will attack you unless you believe. You mock it? Which I guess this whole episode did. No, I didn't. Popobawa, no, no, no. It was, I was humbly submitting my narrative to find you more followers, Grand Popobawa. If you mock it, if you belittle it, if you don't believe in the Popobawa, it will single you out. And it flies, so you're like, well, I'm not in Zanzibar. It can fly to your house. It can shapeshift. It could be the mailman. It can be a cat. It can be the jug of milk in your fridge. And when you wake up tonight and you open your fridge and you reach in to grab a bottle of milk, oh! It's funny, a lot of times people ask me, you talk about paranormal stuff, ghosts, do you believe in that stuff? And I go, I don't believe in a lot of it. Like, there's certain things I believe in, but a lot of it I just talk about because I think it's fun, I think it's really interesting. And they'll go, so what do you believe in? Now, I used to say stuff like, oh, Lady Gaga might have murdered a couple people. You know, I allegedly, I'll say that the 1990s, uh, gangster rap, the rise of gangster rap may have been funded by private prisons. They're trying to get more people to go to prison. Oh... That's interesting. But from now on, 
If anyone ever asks, so what do you believe in? Popobawa. That's all I'll say. And they'll go, what is... And no, do not ask me what Popobawa is. I want you to live in a world where you don't know what the Popobawa is. Don't look it up. Just sleep well tonight. Because I can't. I'm afraid for one minute I may doubt the existence of the Popobawa. I look over both shoulders. And with the fearful glimmer in my eye, I say, I believe in the Popobawa. Because I have to. DeadRabbitRadio at gmail.com is going to be our email address. You can also hit us up at facebook.com slash deadrabbitradio. Twitter is at deadrabbitradio. Dead Rabbit Radio is the daily paranormal conspiracy and true crime podcast. You don't have to listen to it every day, but I'm glad you listened to it today. Have a great one, guys. 